Welcome to the How'd You Meet podcast, your daily dose of feel-good stories of people finding love in all places. Here's your host, Chris Molina. So welcome to a new episode of the How'd You Meet podcast. My name is Chris Molina, and I am your host for today's episode. Today's guest is Angel Howard. Her husband's name is Michael. They've been married for three years. They've been in a relationship for four, and they've been living together for three. They have one kid. They reside in the state of Illinois. And fun fact about them. Angel said that she knew Mike would be her husband after their first date, and he proposed to her after only five months of dating. When I read that, I, my jaw dropped a little bit. I was like, man, another five months? That's crazy. I, I, I was after 12 months, and my parents were like, are you sure? Um, so, Angel Howard, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to jump right in, and we love to jump right in with the first question that we always ask. So, how'd you guys meet? loveyco.com are you a lady listener that wants to treat yourself here on the how'd you meet podcast or are you interested in getting a gift for a special lady friend either way check out loveyco.com for all the latest fashion and tips that's loveyco l-o-v-e-y-c-o.com and make sure to use that code bcmg to get 10 percent off of your order that's bcmg b is in boyfriend season cute M is in married and G is in girlfriend. And all this information can be found in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Um, so we were actually we actually knew each other a really long time. I won't say that we were friends, but we were always in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the same church for a super long time, mm-hmm. but it was actually the church that um because I was previously married, it was the church that I went to um with my ex with my ex-husband and so we knew each other, but never, ever, ever looked at each other like we would be dating ever. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys get from like knowing of each other to the actual dating part of it? So um, I was married for about uh, 12, 13 years, and then I divorced. And mm-hmm. so I, I had these four and a half years of just, well, three, three and a half years of just being single. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, he was always around. He was in a long-term relationship too. So we, again, we weren't even thinking about it. Um, but during the time that I was single, uh, I always knew he was a nice guy. Like I always knew he was a great guy. Mm-hmm. When people would talk, cause you know, people always talk about like, what good men are in the church? I'm like, well, he's a great man, you know, saying <laughs> things like that. Um, but again, still not necessarily thinking about it. Um, but then there was a moment where, he also became single. Mm -hmm. And so I think we started our little flirtation kind of thing. Um, I could tell that he kind of knew some things about me as far as like Facebook, he was actually paying attention. And so he had brought up like my favorite musician, which is a rare musician. Most people don't really know him unless you're really deep into Neo Soul. And so he like brought up, he was like, hey, you know, a new album is coming out. And I'm looking like, what do you know about him? Because that was like what I'm, I used to always joke and say, if I date someone and they don't know who Eric Roberson is, um, I, we can't go very far. And so, so for him to um, bring that up, I was like, oh, okay, you you grown, you like grown music. All You're right. Like, you, you either know about him or you did enough research to know to mention it to me. Right. But I could tell that he was a music lover, just gotcha. like I was. And so um, it just started being that anytime I would get to church, he was the first there to help me out my car and help me into the church, especially if I had on heels and things like that. And so that just kind of became our little short conversations with each other. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I know that I began liking him a lot and I could tell that he was kind of feeling me, but I didn't know. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but again, I had been, you know, I came from a horrible divorce. I spent a lot of time single. So it was really scary to even think about it. But um, I think we just kind of flirted for a month or two before we even thought about going on a date. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting because it's- a lot of the times for the interviews I've done for this podcast, we have people that talk about creating a foundation before they get into the relationship, but it seems very intentional. Like they wanted to get to know the other person. They would talk forever. It seems like you guys, you and Michael did that unintentionally. You, you you were building a foundation before you guys even knew this was going to be a thing. (laughs) I think we were, I think we were, we were very, um, I don't know. We, I think we just really spent a lot of time just kind of, um, connecting on a different level and then the conversation started and we did we talked a lot like we spent a lot of time talking on the phone um and we did that for a while before we even went on a date Mm -hmm. and so um and I I mainly did that because I had a kid you know my daughter um and I was not going to enter anything lightly uh and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to be in anything 100% because I was still you know getting over a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and so um I was like yeah I just want to get to know you I, w- I want us to really vibe before we um decide to go any further yeah so when you think about Michael and I, I will say since you and I became Facebook friends a little bit ago you always post little cute things about your you guys's relationship but when you think about Michael What's one thing that he does that makes you smile and feel warm inside? Um, oh my goodness, there's not just one thing. Like he, when I say that he's the bomb.com, he really, really is. Um, he's just a very gentle person. Like he's a gentle, you know, gentle giant, as I'll say sometimes. <laughs> but he's just a very gentle person, very patient person. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I am very um I can get hype real quick. Like, you know, I get hype or if, if a whole lot is going on around me, my nerves get bad. I'm like, okay, something needs to slow down, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can be, I can be on 15, 20 and, um, and he doesn't rise there with me. He's just like, okay, baby, what do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. And that, that just like, it brings me immediately down and it lets me know that I'm not alone in whatever I'm going through at that moment. And then I just, I kind of just give it up. I'm like, okay, baby, I need you to do, you know, and I kind of just let it go like that, which was not my history. I'll tell you that. And so um, I think that the thing that makes me smile the most with him is that I truly trust him. Mm. And even though I was married for 13 years, I won't say I truly trusted um, any man before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly trust him and trust that I, that he has the right intentions and good intentions for me in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes me smile more than anything. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love hearing that. And <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you mentioned those two things. You mentioned trust and then him sort of grounding you mm-hmm. and, and, and being a, a, a thing that kind of centers you whenever you're, you're going in multiple different directions. Is that how you, he built that trust with you? Is, is that one of the main things that, that uh, is the foundation of you just saying, I trust him? Mm. I think, um, I think what built our foundation was just from the get go, we promised each other that we would just always express ourselves openly with each other. Mm. And, um, and the fact that he just never, he never, got unnecessarily mad at anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that means something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, we've never had a real like lash out fight. Like we've disagreed, but we've never like fought about anything. Yep. I'm right and- there with you. And that's all <laughs> people were like, oh yeah, we had a drag down, knock down fight. I'm like, uh, that sounds like not a relationship. <laughs> 
I mean, it works for some people. It sure, doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. It does not work for me. And so when we disagree, it's the funniest thing ever. Like we'll look at each other and then I'll say, I just made you mad, didn't I? And he'll be like, yeah, you did. <laughs> or he'll be like, he'll be like, you didn't like that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> and then we just kind of laugh it off and leave it at that. But, you know, that means a lot to me. I don't think I've ever been in relationships where we weren't fighting, mm-hmm. where something wasn't a fight. And so I think that um, what built my trust with him was, I think I tested the waters with him a lot. Like I pushed buttons yeah. uh, just to see how he reacted. And, you know, my previous relationships, they had problems with my accomplishments and with mm. my, um, you know, every degree I got, they had, it's like, they disliked me more. Like I changed and I, re- I mean, I changed, but not like that. Yeah. And so um, I truly tested the waters with him when we, on our first date, I'm not going to lie to you. He'll probably kill me for telling the story, <laughs> but I tell it all the time, but on our first date, we went out to eat and I looked at him and I was like, let me just see how he responds to this. And I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm working on my doctoral degree right now. I said, I have really, you know, big aspirations with some things. So I'm more than likely going to make more money than you for the rest of our lives if we continue to date. And so he looked at me, he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so you, you can buy more things. Cool. <laughs> but I was really trying to just see where his head was at, because I just, I know a lot of men who don't vibe with that who aren't okay with it and um and it's not that I don't believe he could make more money than I can I just wanted him to have it in his head that if I do I need you to not have any problems with that and he ain't thought nothing about it he's like okay whatever (laughs) um and so that was really cool for me so there's nothing that's ever been just where he has been I don't know it it means a lot to me when you can stay grounded even when I'm tripping Mm -hmm. because I know I'm a handful um I'm just (laughs) hype I'm hype and so that's how trust is built with me just mm-hmm. how do you handle me when I'm not in my perfect space yeah that's I love hearing that I love hearing the uh the journey of let me see if this works and how this person reacts to it and then the the joy of oh so this is gonna work out then so mm-hmm. <laughs> and you you touched on the first date and I'm curious about the proposal story because mm. five months, that's a, that's a short time. Is there a proposal story? Oh yeah. So, um, so we, we dated for a while before anyone knew, even people in my church. I mean, my pastor knew, but we didn't let anybody know. Like, to be honest, when he proposed to me, I think half the church still thought I was married to my ex-husband to be truthful. Uh, so they were like, <laughs> what? But, he, <laughs> but about five months in, it was Mother's Day. And um, on Mother's Day at my church, you can like sign up to do something special for your mom. And his mom goes to the same church. Mm. And so he um, I knew he was doing something for his mom. I knew that that was happening. And he went up when he was called and he had a whole lot of flowers in his hand. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. His mom's going to love it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he gives his mom the bouquet, tells her how much he loves her. And he has a great relationship with his mom. And so gives her, you know, a nice little speech. And then he says to her and mom, I want to thank you because you've prepared me for so many things. And so then he calls me up and he calls me by my government name. So I thought that was crazy because my name is Vanessa. And so I was like, oh, he's recognizing me for Mother's Day. This is so sweet. Right. And so at the time I had a boot on, I was in a boot for about six, seven months. Mm -hmm. And so I'm limping my way up there. And um, so then he turns back, he gives no, he turns back to his mom and I have this all on video, yeah. but he oh, turns back awesome. to his mom and he says, so mom, you've prepared me for this moment right now. And so then he turns to me and he says, you know, Sinesta, um, he calls me my full name, Sinesta Davis. He's like, 
you know, I just want you to know how much I love you. You have been such a great friend, such a great, you know, help me. I've never known what help me was until meeting you. And so he gives me a whole bunch more. At this time, I'm kind of like, oh, I, I skipped this part. I'm sorry. No. When he was talking to his mom, I turned to my daughter and I said, baby, record this for him. Well, she was already recording. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet for you to think about recording this for him, right? And so was she in on it too? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, when I go up there, he starts and and at a moment, I don't even think I was hearing what he was saying anymore. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening? What's going on? And then he he dropped to his knee and asked me to marry him. And I was just like, Oh, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. So it was it was pretty awesome. It was a shock, it was a surprise. And um, the type of man that he is, he's very reserved very introverted in many ways so he's not really the stand in front of a church and propose to you type mm-hmm. and so it it threw me like completely off I had no clue that it was going to happen yeah so that was going to be my first question if you thought um, if you had an inkling or, or not but the second question that I have because you already said no to that was he nervous that when he tells the story was he like oh man I gotta do this or no I think I believe at this point, I knew I wanted to marry him. And I believe he knew he he wanted mm-hmm. to marry me too. We didn't, I didn't think that meant we would actually get engaged anytime soon. Um, but I think our mind was set on each other at that time. So I don't think he was nervous. I mean, he asked him, he asked my pastor what, you know, could he, could he do it? And and I'm really close with my pastor. We've been in, in the church for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so um, he went through the right channels of just making sure that this was cool and so I don't think he was nervous at all, to be honest. I think he was like, let's do it. How often do you go back and look at that video? Too often. Too often. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime it pops up on my timeline or um, definitely every anniversary and things like that. But I, I have it on my phone. So I think it just it pops up every once in a while and I watch it. That's amazing. Um, we're we're kind of rounding, uh, rounding third here. We're coming uh, to a close. So I only have two more questions for you. Um, when you think about your time with Michael, it's, it's been four years. Mm-hmm. How have you become a better person because of him? Um, so I think one thing is I've been able to, uh, trust and kind of let go. You know, I don't, I don't say, I won't say that I'm very stuck on the whole, you know, marriage is submission thing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, being married to him has taught me what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, because back in the day, I would fight. I ain't submitting to submitting to no man. What you talking about? You know, but I, I now understand what the Bible was saying, saying that if someone loves you in the way that God loves them, then you'll easily be able to just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I've learned is that you know, the way that he loves me, I don't, I don't stress over things. I don't overreact. If he tells me he doesn't think it's a good idea, then okay, baby, it's not a good idea. And so I think I've learned to um, ground myself more in that and allow him to actually lead our family in many ways, um, because I was the leader in the family and I wouldn't let anybody else do that. And that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've been able to let that go, give, a lot to him that I was always carrying for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is one thing that has made me much better. I'm just, I love better. Like I, I really know what love is mm-hmm. now. And, um, and I, I care about how he feels and what he thinks. And, and I can't say that I was always good at that back in the day. I, I definitely had some issues with um, emotions and connection. Mm-hmm. So he's taught me that all that stuff is okay. That first part, 
I, I get this. I got a mental image of you just becoming so much lighter. Mm-hmm. Like you got to release so many things that maybe you weren't, that were bogging you down. And it, it seems like maybe now you don't, uh, you don't have all that stress. You don't have all that, uh, that baggage just weighing you down anymore. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Feels and, good. <laughs> and then that second part, what was the second part again? It was, uh, wait, I don't even, wait. So I said, um, I don't know, maybe the emotional connection. So being, oh, able, being able to, to love more. Yeah, oh, you, meant, you mentioned that. So, uh, do you think those two are connected now that you 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 feel like um, you don't have to take the responsibility of absolutely everything that frees you up to spread more love, or are those just two different things? I think that it's connected, but um, for me, during the time that I was single, I did a lot of um, healing, like going to counseling figuring out what was the seeds to a lot of my hurt and pain and Mm. issues. And so I, I I did a big process of that because I didn't want to ruin whatever was my next. Mm. And so um, I had to do that in order to then be able to accept him and take in all that he had to give in order for me to then love better. Yeah. And outside of that, it just sounds like a healthy thing to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. We, we skip that step all the time, especially after a bad relationship, mm-hmm. we typically try to find a new relationship to repair it. And can't nobody repair that for you. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what it was. And my my mo- my largest growth spot was when I took responsibility for the end of my first marriage as well. Mm-hmm. Not full responsibility. Mm-hmm. He did some horrible things, but I had to sit back and say, you know, you didn't, you didn't play this game very well either. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to do that, then I was able to open my eyes, forgive him some, <laughs> I won't say all yet, but uh, <laughs> forgive him for a majority of it. And then also forgive myself for it. Mm-hmm. And then I could work on the healing of those pieces to move on. Ownership is so important in so many different ways. Um, and so last question, when you want to do something special for him and to make him feel like you absolutely love him, what is that thing that you do? Um, I don't know. His love language language is words of affirmation. Okay. And so I try to make sure that I'm speaking life into him at any time that I can. Yeah. Um, no matter what kind of day we have, I try to make sure that he still gets that from me. Um, he is a simple, simple man. I still like to do special things for him, but he's a very simple man. A lot of the time he just wants to sit and just be able to talk and hold each other and things like that. So um, I do like to surprise him with music. Uh, when pre-COVID, I always surprise him with like his favorite stuff. His favorite person in the world is from the Roots um, okay. Black Thought. Yeah, so yeah. For our, our wedding, I actually reached out to Black Thought and asked him to surprise him. And so he sent him a video. He sent us free concert tickets. And um, yeah, he did all that for me. I, I didn't think he would, but he did. And so like, I love doing surprise things like that for him. That is a bit like, uh, so little bit about me i love the super lyrical hip-hop so that is amazing to me to hear that wow that's awesome so so it sounds like maybe his uh, top three love languages are words of affirmation physical touch because you said you mentioned just holding each other and being there yeah. and then maybe gifts as well i don't know if it's gifts i think it's more so thoughts i think it's the thoughtfulness part of it so i don't know if it's necessarily the gift part it's the the fact that you understand me to the point to what makes me happy Mm. and so like any music makes him happy and so it's not necessarily the gift of the ticket it's the fact that you thought to even reach out to black thought to get him to say something to me yeah 
That's awesome. Well, Angel, thank you so much for your time today. I loved our conversation and I loved uh, getting a tiny glimpse into your guys' beautiful relationship. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and I appreciate you and everything that you're doing. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you would do any or all of these three things. Number one, rate and review this podcast. Number two, send this episode to a friend that needs to hear this feel-good story. Or number three, let us know about a friend or a family member that has a how'd you meet story that you think should be on this podcast. You can send us an email at howdyoumeetpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on social media at our social media handle at How'd You Meet Podcast. All this information can be found in our show notes. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.